What is going on everybody? This is Gino Spirito back with episode 62 of the Gino Spirito podcast. I hope you all are having a great Thursday, August 19th. Very close to the end of the week. Very close to a new school year. Very close to a lot of new beginnings uh, for a lot of us. Um, And I'm very excited. Uh, Of course, I think it kind of has to do with senior year and and being at the end. But at the same time, finally uh, getting back to school. Um, it's been a, it's been a really, really fast summer, but at the same time, I feel like it's been like that perfect amount of time where, um, when I think of school, um, being as close as it is, uh, it's not as much of a burden as if you were to have asked me back in, uh, June. I mean, it's, uh, definitely crazy how fast it went, but at the same time, I, I've done plenty and uh, I cannot believe uh, that we're here. It's going to be a great year. It's going to be um, definitely uh, something to remember. And um, I mean, a new chapter uh, to unfold following that. So very excited. I hope you guys are all having a great Wednesday. I hope you guys all had a great week so far. And without further ado, let's get into it. Let's talk some Padres baseball, man. Um, you know, if you have not been following the Padres as of late, uh, I applaud you honestly because you have been missing out on absolutely nothing uh the padres are slumping really really bad right now um not really finding their groove offensively and on top of that uh many um you know starting pit many uh, much of the starting pitching depth uh has has definitely gone uh to shit and um you know there's there's just no way um around it the Padres have just been playing really really bad baseball and um it's just unfortunate to see I I want to get into some of the things that I've been seeing some of the things that um you know can maybe help turn this team around uh as we get down into the last 40 games of the season uh only having a one and a half game advantage over the Reds right now for that second wild card spot currently nine games back of that first wild card spot in the Dodgers and 12 games back of the NL West division. So um, not looking too great at the moment, but let's get into it. Let's, let's figure out where the fuck everything started going wrong. Um, and let's start with this Miami Marlins series, uh, which started uh, last Monday on the ninth, uh, the Padres uh, able to take, able to take uh, this uh, second game of the series uh, five to six. Um, it, it was uh, it was a close game the entire time. Uh, the Marlins able to jump out to three two lead um, as Craig Stammen was actually on the mound starting because of the uh, starting pitching depth. Like I said, that has basically gone to shit in this past these past two three weeks. But Craig Stammen got to start in the second game of the series after the Padres were able to take game one eight to three on Monday. Going into Tuesday. Able to take game two, five to uh, six to five. Like I said, my the Marlins able to jump out to a three-two uh, lead after the first. It was four to three after the second, um, but a two-run fourth and a one-run seventh pushed the Padres ahead. Austin Nola uh, with some very clutch hitting in the seventh inning, able to hit that go go ahead RBI single to uh, bring Adam Frazier around, um, and the Padres, like I said, able to take a victory here. Austin Nola. 
uh, was definitely the the key highlight in this one, showing off his offensive ability and and why his bat matters uh, when he's healthy. Um, in this one, four at bats, two hits, two RBIs. Um, I mean, this this man has clutch in his DNA. It feels like uh, sometimes when he goes up to plate and it's up to the plate and and really hits some of these crucial hits uh, in close games when he is on the on the field. So happy to have him back, uh, Mark Melanson. Able uh, to get the save in this one, his 34th of the year. Um, Padres looking good at this point. I mean, this was the first time of the year they were at 17 games over 500 after this win. After this win, they were 66 and 49. Um, and on top of that, I mean, this year alone, the MLB is on pace to have the worst blown save season in its history as it has had the most blown saves this year. Um, so Mark Melanson leading the lead with 34 and in second place, there's only, uh, second place has 28, uh, is definitely was another positive to take out of this Padres 17 games above first place, have one of the best closers in the lead. Um, on top of the fact that, um, you know, this, this year has been pretty shitty for closers and, and trying to get victories, uh, closing these games out. Um, but unfortunately, uh, going into Wednesday's Game 3, the Padres had to place Drew Pomerantz on the 10-day IL with a left forearm inflammation. Um, but they did reinstate Daniel Hudson, uh, the uh, pitcher that they were able to get at the last second during the trade deadline uh, from the Nationals. So Daniel Hudson up, Drew Pomerantz down. Um, and on top of that, uh, Drew Pomerantz, um, you know, has been has just been struggling all year and uh in terms of staying on the field um and for him to go down bring daniel hudson up another righty not too bad of a situation in a scenario but still unfortunate to see for drew um and going into game three hoping for the sweep but getting the complete opposite as the marlins were able to take this one seven to nothing ryan weathers uh with the loss in this one did not pitch well, really at all, only four and two-thirds, seven hits, six runs, six earned. Uh, did have seven strikeouts, however, but did give up three home runs um, as the Padres were not really able to get anything done going offensively. They were down 3 nothing after the top of the first, 4 nothing after the second, 5 nothing after the third, and it was definitely just one of those games that, uh, you know, crawling from behind, uh, you know, this Padres team has grit. This Padres team definitely knows how to play from behind and, and grind out at bats out to, um, you know, ensure that they can get somewhat of, you know, something going, you know, maybe a rally. They, they know how to grind at bats out and really push pitchers uh, to not just, you know, not just waste at bats, you know, just definitely going up there to, to continue to compete regardless of what the score was. But, you know, when it's 5 nothing after the third and – you just start to do too much, but maybe trying to trying to really rally the guys, and uh, it seems like that's been the common theme uh, because of this game. It, this was, I want to say, the seven nothing loss to the Marlins was definitely uh, the was definitely the start of the downhill slope that the Padres have been on for the past ten days. I'd say uh, this game was this offense, man, completely flat. Um, tr like I said, trying to do too much at times, but at the same time, not trying to do anything. Uh, not staying patient at the plates, uh, swinging at not their, you know what I mean? Not swinging at pitches that they would normally swing at uh, to try to get something going. 
um, and, and, and just trying to force stuff as, um, you know, coming out of this game, the positive was that the expectation um, was Fernando would, would be activated at some point in Arizona, uh, either as an outfielder or a shortstop, but um, they needed him to check a few more boxes, such as uh, sliding, um, going into bases, live at bats, um, before they were able to uh, make that final determination. And then as well as Denelson Lamette, um, able to get his hip infection cleaned out um, as his injury and why he's been on the IL hasn't been arm-related. Uh, so, of course, that'll still take a little bit of time, uh, but still maybe a 10-day setback at this point. So a couple of good news from, from people that have been on the IL, but this 7 nothing loss, uh, looking back now, I feel like is definitely where the Padres' offense and just this team's morale in general uh, really started to go down. Uh, and that led into Thursday's night, uh, game one against the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, the start of a four-game series in Arizona. Um, the Diamondbacks currently in last place of the NL West, one of the worst teams in baseball. And game one, uh, you know, you Darvish on the mound, our ace, um, you know, trying to get something going after that uh, awful game three loss to Miami. Um, and it, it just wasn't it wasn't the case as the Diamondbacks were able to win 12 to three. Honestly, the Padres got off to a good start, able to have a two runs in the first, um, you know, able to jump ahead. This team really, I feel like this team plays a lot better when they, they score first. They get that first little boost. Sometimes that, that, that other other team scoring, especially how they've been scoring so damn early in games lately. Um, it's just been a complete morale, like, I don't know, just dinger, honestly. Like, th this team is definitely not playing good. Uh, in general, but then on top of that, you know, having to constantly play from behind, um, it definitely, it makes everything a lot, a lot worse, but game one on Thursday, went to the Diamondbacks 12-3, like I said, the Padres able to score two in this first inning, but a Diamondbacks five-run third inning um, definitely put them ahead, and on top of that, uh, you Darvish had to deal with, was dealing with bat tightness, and uh, really could not um, pitch through uh, the the injury that he's continued to kind of tweak and uh, really set him that has really set him back this year. This this bad tightness injury that he dealt with right before the All Star break uh, had to go on the IL. Couldn't even make the trip to the All Star game and now dealing with it, with it again. Um, and it was really starting to show, like I said, in that bottom of the third when he did allow five runs. Uh, so the Diamondbacks able to take a 5-2 to two lead and then able to score three more in the fourth uh, to make it 8-2. to two. Uh, Padres running the sits kind of gave some hope at 8-3, to three, but the Diamondbacks able to put four more runs on the board uh, and able to take this one 12-3. to three. Um, But yeah, you Darvish going down on top of that, like I said, uh, this is the domino effects, really. That 7 nothing victory, Ryan Weathers looked atrocious. Um, the offense looked completely flat that two run first inning. I felt like, you know, there's something there. Okay, there we go. You know, we, we needed that yesterday at some point when we lost seven, nothing, but there's the offense. That's what we've been waiting for. Uh, and you look good first and second innings, uh, in that bottom of the third though, uh, it was, it was definitely the opposite story. You could tell some of his pitches just completely missing the location. Um, and, and, you know, trying to pitch through it, but ultimately, uh, it, it really just being too much. Um, 
you know, with that uh, lower lower bat tightness and the fact that he's dealt with it in the past, and of course it being the latest injury that he's had in his career, um, so that that only added to this Padres pitching uh, staff just still, you know, being detrimented by injuries. I mean, you Darvish, Mike Clevenger, Pomerantz, Adrian Morhan, uh, what's it called? Denelson Lamette, Chris Paddock, uh, Dan Altilvia. Baez, Winneder, Guerrero, Williams, Kella, Castillo, Nitz. I think that's it. Who else is out right now? There's just so many goddamn people out. I mean, there's so many people, but I, come on, man. That that speaks for itself right there. But I know, I know it's it's that's a man up mentality, and and that's definitely um, you know the case in in a lot of. A lot of various injury situations, but when you got 10, 11 people we're talking about right there who would be on the major league roster, not even people on the minor leagues, like, come on, man. It, it's just been detrimental, but Padres not able to take game one. So going into game two, they not only lost you, Darvish, they are now facing this Diamondbacks team again, who they should be winning, but uh, who they should be winning, who they should be beating, but seemingly not doing it you know what i mean not being able to get it done again in game two as they lost three to two um this game was a lot more drug out and dramatic uh craig salmon uh got credited uh with the loss in this one uh due to a um due to a walk-off home run uh by dalton varsho in the uh, bottom of the ninth inning uh, so that was unfortunate um, as the Diamondbacks did score once in the second um, off a uh, Varsho RBI single, and then they scored again in the fifth um, from a Marte home run, but then a two-run home run from uh, Will Myers in the top of the seventh pushed it to two to two, um, and then Craig Stammen for some reason was closing this game in the bottom of the ninth with the game tied two to two, um, and Varsho took advantage of that, hit a home run. Uh, Blake Snell in this one, five innings, six hits, only gave up two runs, six strikeouts. Uh, Pierce Johnson, Daniel Hudson, and Emilio Pagan all went scoreless in their innings of work. And like I said, Craig Salmon didn't even get an out, gave up one hit, one run, one home run, everything uh, about it was gone. So uh, the Diamondbacks able to take game two of this one. And like I said, there was no reason, there was literally no reason why Craig Salmon should have been starting this game, in my opinion. Like, this man, literally, like I said, Padres pitching, we don't have Chris Paddock right now. We don't. We lost you, Darvish, in that one. Um, and on top of that, Craig Stammen was literally the starting pitcher on, uh, what's it called, Tuesday, Tuesday night's win, 6-5, like I had mentioned before. He also pitched on Wednesday... Oh, wait, he did not pitch on Wednesday. He pitched on Thursday. And, oh, yeah, so Craig Salmon pit, started on Tuesday, had a Wednesday as a rest day, played on Thursday, pitched on Thursday in that awful 12-3 to loss, and then for some reason is our closer in this game, gives up the, gives up the walk-off home run, and then... On Saturday for Game 3, guess who the starter was? Guess who the starter was? Joe Musgrove. Why are we, you know, putting Craig Stammen in there knowing 
after after Joe, guess who the pitcher's gonna be? Guess who the pitcher's gonna be? Crate Stammen. This man would literally still have one day of rest before his Nets start. I I just. I didn't really understand, I, I, especially because we had more people in the bullpen. You're telling me that you're going to get Craig all loosened up. He's going to, you you know what I mean, like get his arm going. And it's it's a late game too. Um, and he's going to do that. And then he's just going to have one off day before he then has to start another game, which he already went three innings in that Marlins game. He went two innings in the game the night before. And then you're going to put him out there. You're gonna have him close the game two to two in the bottom of the ninth, mind you. So if they score, it's a, it's it's done. You put Crate Stammen out there, and then you're gonna give him another off day to then start. I, I it just didn't really make any sense to me, especially because it was that late in the game. Maybe if we needed Craig in like the fifth or the sixth, you know, for a couple innings, and you know he rests the rest of the night, and then he has another day. But the thing that just didn't make sense to me was that's literally. The, you're you're making him warm up. It's like 10 o'clock at that point, bottom in the ninth. You're going to make him do that. He's going to go back, and now he's really going to have just like one full day because of that early game on Sunday. It, it just didn't make any sense to me, and I, I wasn't even surprised when the Diamondbacks swapped it off. Um, I was honestly expecting it at that point. Um, so it was unfortunate. Padres not able to take game two. Now lead, now going down 2 nothing in this series to the Diamondbacks. Uh, so going into game three, like I said, um, Joe Musgrove starting, hopefully getting something going. Um, and, you know, like, I, I just can't, like I said, I, I'm sorry, this is this might sound like a broken record, but I, I just don't understand why, like, we, we put Craig in that situation in game two. I mean, this man has done way too much um, this season uh, for us to blame him for the struggles. Uh, but, I mean... You know, that's that's just why you have to consider the fact that he's literally been first, second all year in innings pitched for relievers. Um, and on, on top of that, the fact that he's been having to start games for us recently with all the injuries at that starting posi- position. So it just didn't make sense to me at all, man. Like he's literally going to be starting and and not not tomorrow, but the next day. We're going to warm him up later than anybody else is getting warm and, and you know, getting their arm loose and ready to go. It, it just didn't make any sense. It was a really shitty move. Um, but, I mean, on top of that, the Diamondbacks and – I mean, not the, not the Diamondbacks, but Arizona uh, is not the best place to play for the Padres for some reason. Um, I mean, 1-13 and 13 after this one in the last 14 games. Uh, 22 of 24 uh, have all been losses. It's just been a nightmare for the Padres. Um, and, I mean, crazy enough, at this point, uh, I know that, you know, going down 2 nothing to the Padres um, and, I mean, going down, not going down 2-0 to the Padres, going down 2-0 to the Diamondbacks uh, as this Padres team, you know, it, it's definitely not the best look. Um, definitely not uh, the way we expected a road trip. To the di- to Arizona for four games and to Colorado for three to start, you know, two straight L's. But you know, since the All Star break, the number of series that the this team had still lost up until this point, excuse me, zero. But I mean, going five hundred, winning two, losing two, winning three, losing three, winning one, losing one. It's not gonna it's not gonna cut it though. So at the same time, you have to. 
I guess appreciate the fact that you know we're still in this race. We're still right there. We're still we still have a spot. You know what I mean? We still have a spot in this postseason race. But at the same time, it's like how can you not get frustrated with the fact that we're going and splitting these series, or we're winning three, losing three, or we're not competing with the fucking Diamond Bats. You know what I mean? Um, and then on top of that, the pitching situation, the offensive situation, it's it's just a collective, a collective effort at this point. Um, and then the thing that I, I think when going into game three, um, the last thing the Padres needed, uh, there, there were multiple things. I think an L, just first and foremost, was, was definitely there, um, you know, as a, as the biggest circle, you know, the last thing we need right now is another loss. Um, maybe another pitching, uh, like, you know, Joe Musgrove on the mound, another pitching injury, you know, that's another last thing we need. Uh, but, but in, 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 you know, any situation, uh, I, I definitely was not expecting to say, say this ever, but in game three, uh, the impossible happened and the Padres were no hit by the, uh, Tyler Gilbert, a man who's been in the lead for a couple of years, has never started a game, has only been a relief pitcher, um, and he throws a no-hitter in Game 3. Arizona able to take this one 7 to nothing. Like I said, Tyler Gilbert, 9 innings, only 3 walks, and only 5 fucking strikeouts in a no-hitter. 3 walks and 5 strikeouts, and he threw a no-hitter. If that doesn't show how fucking bad this offense is right now I, I don't know what else i don't know what else does like i said this man has had three seasons in this league as a relief pitcher and he made his major league debut as a starter this this game this fucking game and he no hit the san diego padres no hits the you know what i mean the swag chain uh you know swag i don't even i don't even I just love this team so much, but at times it's so frustrating. It's just like, how are you going to let a man like this do you like that? You know, we're supposed to be the swag chain uh, rocking, you know, hair flip, styling, San Diego Padres, you know, playing with swag, playing with energy, playing with everything, you know, um, and, 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 you know, to drop it to my the Marlins the way we did against Ryan, with Ryan Weathers playing the way he did. So then getting blown out by the Diamondbacks and losing you, Darvish. And then to going to the Nets game, getting walked off in the bottom of the ninth. And then the Nets day getting no hit. I just don't know how many fucking times the baseball gods are going to just punch us while we're down. You know what I mean? How many times do we have to try to get up before they're just like, you know what? You've had enough. Um, we're going to let you go now because this is a, you know, this, this is a little too much, but it's just like, come on, man. Like what the fuck is going on? What the hell is happening to this season? Uh, but that's, I mean, all credit, um, to, to this man, uh, he pitched a no hitter. You can't, you can't really get upset about that. Um, he joins, uh, three other pitchers. He becomes the fourth pitcher to throw a no hitter. Um, in their first start um, of their career. Um, but, yeah, not really the best situation, um, you know, going into the game for the Padres. And then on top of that, 
getting no hits, and then right after the game, uh, getting the news that Drew Pomerantz actually tore his Fletcher tendon and will have season-ending surgery on Wednesday. Uh, just, just bad to bad to bad to bad to bad. Really, really shitty news days. Really, really bad situations uh, in regards to this team. Um, but the light was finally seen before Game 4 as the Padres finally reinstated Fernando Tatis Jr. from that 10-day IL with his shoulder inflammation. Um, you know, option Brian O'Grady down. Uh, and they were able to take Game 4 of this series in Arizona, 8-2. to two. Tatis had two home runs in his return, one in the third inning, one in the fifth inning. And this, this offense was finally alive uh, for the time. One, Like I said, one run in the third, three runs in the fifth, four runs in the eighth. Uh, it was definitely the San Diego Padres that we've all gotten accustomed to watching uh, these past few years. Um, and it was it was just it it reminded me of of how good this team really is when they actually decide to play when they actually decide to show up. Uh, Craig Stammen got to start in this one, went two innings. Uh, Ryan Kinnear got two innings. Pierce Johnson, Tim Hill, Daniel Hudson, Emilio Pagan, Austin Matt. I mean this this was definitely a bullpen day game, but uh, at least we got out of it with a victory, um, able to leave Arizona without getting swept. And Fernando Tatis able to make the splash that he always does. Four for five, two home runs, four RBIs, three runs himself. Himself, himself. Not a bad day for the man coming back off. Uh, it's the third time that he had been placed on the IL and returned uh, this season. And that was the third time he had hit a home run in that first game back. Um, it had never taken him more than two at-bats to do so. Um, and when, when the own asked why he seems to have such great, spectacular returns from this IL, he said, in quote, just make them remember why they miss you. So definitely good to have Fernando back. Leads the home run, leads the National League in home runs at 33. Um, and on top of that, he's missed 32 games due to that injury. So um, when you account for the fact that no other player in the NL has more than 20 sits, um, how is it? A, how is how is there any comparison when it comes to this MVP race? Of course, I'll get into that after we start ta after we stop talking about this uh, awfully um, this this awful uh, road trip. But um, that pushes him, like I said, to 33 home runs and 88 games played this season. That's the most home runs by any player that is 22 or younger in his first 88 games of the season, as he passed 1937. Joe DiMaggio, who had 32. So definitely some elite company uh, to be up with. And on top of that, the Padres made some additions after this 8-2 win um, as Jake Arrieta, the Chicago Cubs former pitcher, former Cy Young Award winner, having a pretty um, rocky season at the moment. But the Padres able to claim him off of waivers, um, hopefully trying to get the Cy Young version out of him. Um, but trying to give him a chance to to uh, succeed in other places than Chicago. It's like I said, it's been a rocky year for him. But um, you know, giving him another chance uh, to hopefully help us win some ball games and at the same time help his career out and, and really change the narrative um, that he's been presenting this year uh, on and off the field, really. But uh, he would be starting the game in wins on Wednesday against this Colorado Rockies team. Uh, but game one Monday night. Padres looking to hopefully sweep or at least take the series against the Rockies after going one and three against the Diamondbacks. 
um, and uh, another the last thing you want type of situation as the Padres and Rockies were going back and forth. Uh, the Rockies able to take a 5-1 lead after three innings, uh, but the Padres able to score one in the sits to make it 5-2. And then Trent Grisham with a very clutch three-run home run in the ninth to make it 5-5. Five five. And then in the bottom of the ninth inning, uh, we got Daniel Hudson out there um, and C.J. Crone, first baseman of the Colorado Rockies, able to rip uh, deep, Home run to right field. Uh, Colorado able to walk it off in the bottom of the ninth. Able to take game one, six to five. The second walk-off win in the last three games for the Padres. Another devastating loss. Um, I mean, this 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 is like what I... I mean, I appreciate the fight. I appreciate, you know, this team not going away. I mean, they were down five to two going into this ninth inning. Five, five, that's great, but... You know, to then lose on top of that, it, it's just like it was all for nothing. Um, and, of course, being to the Rockies, it, it makes it that much more tough uh, to swallow. And, and you know, it's it's t- it's just it's just uh, gotten to that point of, you know, just, ah, man, like, fuck. It's, it's gotten to that point of, of just being so frustrated and not really knowing how else to feel about it, you know. Um, but moving into game two, you know, Ryan Weathers – uh, on the mounds, I mean, not Ryan, not Ryan Weathers, Matt Strom on the mound for game two. Uh, Ryan Weathers was on the mound for game one. Uh, Matt Strom getting his first start in over a year and a half. Um, just recently came off that IL 60 and, um, you know, making some noise, uh, you know, in his rehab stint and also in the few games that he's pitched for the Padres thus far. Um, but, uh, only able to only, only able to go, uh, one and a third in this one as he hurt his knee running to first base in that second inning, unfortunately. Uh, and then it turned into another bullpen type of day. Uh, Ryan Kinnear, Pierce Johnson, Miguel Diaz, Tim Hill, Mark Melanson, all able to get some work, but the Rockies able to get game two, seven to three, um, Able to score once in the first, twice in the second, three times in the seventh. Um, Padres able to put three on the board in the seventh inning as well. But um, right as you felt like the Padres were going to flip the narrative of this game, get a base hit uh, with two outs, um, tie the game up four to four. Uh, Trevor Story makes a spectacular play, jumping up very high in the air, snagging Jake Cronenworth of an RBI single. Uh, the game being tied 4-4, four to four, potentially the momentum switching, and then uh, for the Colorado Rockies to then go into the dugout. Now not up 4 nothing. It's now 4-3, to three, and for them to then put three runs of themselves on the board uh, behind a Charlie Blackman home run and another C.J. Crone home run. Uh, it, it was just a GG for the Padres in this one as they, like I said, lost 7-3. to three. Um, You know, not anything else that i've already talked about in this one uh just just some really shitty luck and uh going into game three it it was just a it was really just a prayer you know please don't get swept by these rockies take one go into the off day with a a tad of momentum and then go into this home stretch where uh you know you already play better at home and um hopefully able to get something going uh, in regards to literally anything, the bats, the pitching, whatever it may be. But 
Um, game three did not go that way as the Rockies were able to complete the sweep, able to beat the Padres 7-5 to um, behind a three-run first inning and then a two-run second in a two-run fifth inning. Uh, it was it was too much uh, for the Padres um, as they did make their runs of their own. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Manny Machado had a two uh, a two RBI um, single. He uh, Will Myers had a two home run day. Um, you know Trent Grisham had a, an RBI single as well. So, you know, multiple people getting in on the action on the offensive side, but still Trevor Story's two-run bomb in the fifth uh, just proved to be too much of a depth uh, deficit for the Padres to come back from today um, as they now move in, since July 25th uh, to a record of 9-13. and 13. Um, I mean, in the last eight games, they're 1-7, batting 218, uh, an OPS of only 667. Three runs a game only, and a team ERA of 6.79. Um, and in that previous eight stretch where they were going six and two, uh, they were actually batting, you know, instead of 218, 300. Instead of a six six seven OPS, 812. Runs a game was up 588 instead of only a th- uh, solid three. And then a team ERA of a three instead of a 6.79. So just a complete opposite previous eight to the now um last eight uh when when talking about this Padres team it's it's been a disastrous uh you know it's been a disastrous uh road trip and on top of that like I said last 10 or so days um but you know at the same time uh you gotta you gotta appreciate what we have um we have a team in San Diego that is that is competing uh in baseball for the first time in however long um, and we have a guy in the name of Fernando Tatis Jr. who's having one of the best seasons ever uh, in Major League Baseball history. Uh, the highest OPS in a 30 home run, 20 stolen base season uh, came by Mike Trout with a 9-6-3 in 2012. Fernando Tatis right now, who currently has a 30 home run, 20 stolen base season, has an OPS of a 1.024. So that would be a record on itself. Uh, his current NL rankings all are first, 34 home runs, 1.64 OPS, 675 slugging, 81 runs, um, and then uh, 23 stolen bases, 7th in RBIs at 74, um, batting average is 8th at 300, so just a remarkable year so far for Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, currently in third in this home run race behind uh, Vladdy, who's at 30 sits, and Otani, who's at 40. Um, but only two players since 1920 have missed 30-plus games and still led their perspe- their specific lead, either being the NL or AL, in home runs. Mark McGuire did it in 1996, and Dick Allen did it in 1974. Um, and now Fernando Tatis is on the cusp of being the third player to have done so. Um, and I mean, the biggest competition right now when it comes to Vegas betting odds for the NL race uh, for this MVP um, is Fernando in first and Bryce Harper in second. Uh, but when comparing the two, it's 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 pretty obvious who um, who should who should take the crown. Uh, Fernando Tatis batting average 300. Mike, uh, what's it called? Bryce Harper 297. OPS 1.064. 
981. Home runs, 33 to 21. RBI, 74 to 49. Stolen bases, 23 to 12. Runs, 81 to 68. War, 5.3 to 3.6. It's not a fucking competition. At least we have the NL MVP. You know what I mean? Let's think positively. Let's try to let's try to remember all these shitty years that the Padres have had for a long time. And now we have a baseball team who is competing, who is going through a pretty bad slump right now. And, you know, that happens. But we got to keep the positive energy in the air. We got to continue to fight because, you know, playoffs are still 40 games away, 39 games away. And a lot can happen, especially with the amount of games the Padres have against this NL West. Um, you know, a lot of games uh, with these Dodgers and Giants uh, to prove something, to have a statement, you know, have these statement games, get the ball, um, you know, in the fucking air, not hitting ground balls and putting some runs on the board, really showing people why we belonged. I, I really pray and I hope that, uh, you know, it's just a case of not playing good against, you know, this shitty competition. I mean, 17 in 17 against the Rockies and the Diamond Bats this year. 8 and 14 since mid-May. That's just fucking ridiculous, man. But the Dodgers 7 and 3 this year, the Giants, I believe uh I think we're split 8 and they're they're either I think we're 7 and 8 against the Giants or 8 and 7. I can't remember, but you know, it 17 and 17 against these these two teams, the Rockies and the Diamond Bats, who have just been utterly utterly ridiculous this year you know what i mean and the padres just on the other side you know what i mean they're they're in these playoff contentions they're in these you know top 10 teams um of the week and stuff like that and the, the diamond bats the the rockies just completely on the other side of this on the of the spectrum when it comes to like competing for a chance to win a, a world series uh competing um you know to get the division title to get a wild card spot whatever the case may be and these are teams that we should just be running through but unfortunately it, it's just not the case right now you know what i mean so you know we gotta hope for the best um gotta gotta continue to keep the faith uh friar faithful please stick with this team i know it's tough at the moment but this team is so good we all know it we've all seen it so many times this season alone, you know, so many great games, the Sunday night baseball comeback, the Reds opening day comeback, um, Fernando Tatis three home run game. Like there's, there's been so many highlights of this year. And I understand that this team is struggling. This team is slumping right now, but that is no reason to give up on this team. They've shown way too many signs of how good they can be, how good their potential is. And there's no reason why, we should jump ship with fucking less than 40 games left. 40 games is a lot of games, man. That is a lot of games to get some momentum under us. We'd be different if we had five games left. Um, we're only one and a half games up, and we just lost um, six of seven to the Rockies and the Diamondbacks, and we're headed home for the final two series, you know? That'd be completely different. There's 40, excuse me, games left. Even if we, for at some point, lose that second wild card spot to the reds there are still plenty of time to regain that especially like i said because of how many games we have against the dodgers left how many games we have against the giants left 
there's there's a good chunk there. There's a good chunk where we play teams that for some reason we play better against because we're playing up to that level of competition. We're not, you know, so worried about, you know, losing to these shitty teams, I feel like, you know. So keep the faith. We're going to be fine. Fernando Tatis Jr. is on our fucking team, and, and that is a blessing on its own. So please keep the faith. Go Padres. Uh, that has been all for today. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry um, if, if I got too repetitive with this Padres rant, but at the same time, we are going to be fine. The Friar Faithful is going to be fine. This Padres team, you know, has gotten a lot of shitty luck in the recent weeks, but we got to remember this baseball season has been a grind and all of the good times that have still come from this season alone. Joe, 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 no, no. Come on, no, no, Joe. Are you kidding me? We got a no-hitter. We, we, <coughs> we had Jake hit for the cycle. Come on. So many good memories this year. And I know that the past couple weeks have sucked, but let's keep it going. Let's get some momentum. Let's keep pushing. Let's keep striving for greatness and everything's going to be fine. But as, um, but as far as uh, the podcast goes, that is all I got for today. I hope you guys all enjoyed this episode of the GNS Birdo podcast. If you did, please make sure to give me some feedback. Please make sure to subscribe to these podcasts. And without further ado, I will see you all very soon. Thank you so much for tuning in.